0: Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Tonight, we're gonna be looking at James chapter one, and we're gonna be examining verses two through eight. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn James. It's in the New Testament, chapter one. We're gonna be looking at verses two through eight. Last weekend, we rolled out Uh, our new collection of talks called Bridges. And we rolled out our theme titled Build a Bridge. Build a? Bridge. Y'all remember. And our theme for the year is Build a Bridge. And so over the next several weeks, we're gonna be talking about all different kinds of bridges. And last weekend, we looked at building bridges. And this weekend, we were supposed to look at Building Bridges Part 2, and I was really proud of myself this week, okay? I had the sermon done Monday. Amen. Woo! And then God went and changed it on me today. So uh, I hope you uh, show me a lot of grace as we lean in tonight of a word that I, I just felt like uh, this morning when I woke up, God put something on my heart today. And uh, he put this text on my heart today. And so we are switching it up. No more building bridges, part two. It's out. And tonight, we are talking about swaying bridges. Swaying bridges. All right, James chapter one, verses two through eight, says this. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. Consider it joy when you experience trials? Where's he trying to go here? He says, because you know the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind, that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Everybody say, swaying bridge. Swaying bridge. I, I was told that I say this with a little bit of a southern tone just before where I say, swaying bridge. And it's like, no, swaying bridge. Let's try it again. Swaying bridge. Swaying bridge. And tonight I want to talk, this whole series, what we're really talking about is going from where you are, which is right here, to where God is calling you to go. And yesterday, and, and last weekend we looked at some of the first steps towards that. Uh, and we talked a lot about Nehemiah and how he had a burden and how he prayed and fasted and then how we took action. But tonight I want to talk about how going from where we are to where God is calling us to go is not easy. It's not easy, and I don't wanna wanna stand up here and try to convince anybody that it is. This is a very difficult and challenging thing, going from where we are to where God is calling us to go, and I wanna look at some scripture as to what it has to say about that. I wanna talk about four steps that you need to know about and that you need to do in order to go from where you are to where God is calling you to go. The first step that you have to take is a step of faith, a step of faith. Let's look at James we see in the first three verses. It says, consider it a joy, my brothers and sisters, when you experience various trials. Okay, Uh, anybody, has anybody here ever experienced various trials? This is very interactive. You can raise hands. You can say just yes, that's okay too. Or, of course, duh, every single day I'm in a trial right now. You can be completely honest. Uh, What I find very interesting about this text, and not just this text, but if you examine the whole scripture, what you'll find is is that when people experience trials, what's one of the first things that a trial will attack in your life? Faith. The first thing that a trial is going to attack in your life is going to be your faith. It's almost as if the enemy knows in his attack, if I can get his faith, then that's gonna be a domino effect and I'm gonna get every other area of that person's life. If I can attack that person's faith in their journey to go from where they are to where God is calling them to go, if I can attack their faith, then I can trip them up on the first step. It's like you're trying to go from where you are to where God's calling you to go and it's like you, you trip on the first step. Because he, he got you in the beginning. If I could just get him to doubt a little bit. Isn't that the enemy's job? To get you to doubt just a little bit? To doubt your faith just a little bit? To tell just a little bit lie that steers you in the completely wrong direction? This has been his scheme and his plan since the very beginning of time. When he was with Adam and Eve, and he was like, oh, if you just have this little bit of fruit, it'll actually make you as smart as God. And it's like, oh man, is." He tried to trip up their faith in who God is and who God was and who God called them to be, and he tripped them up in the very beginning. And we're still tripping because of that trip. You're tripping. You're not dripping. You're tripping. All right. Some of you are dripping. Okay. If you don't know what that means, it's okay. I didn't know what it meant either. It apparently means you have good outfit or something. I don't know. Um. But I want to talk to you for just a second about this idea of surrounding muscle memory. Muscle memory. We have a definition of muscle memory that I want us to read together. Muscle memory, and we're gonna to read together on, we're gonna to read together right here. Muscle memory. <laughs> muscle memory. Let's, let's read together. Just, just look really close. It's the ability to repeat a specific muscular movement with improved efficiency and accuracy. And listen right here. That is acquired through practice and repetition, I'm gonna read it again, so the the ability to repeat a specific muscular movement with improved efficiency and accuracy that is acquired through practice and repetition. When you think of muscle memory, the first thing I thought about was riding a bike. So when you're learning to ride a bike, unless you're just insanely athletic as a four-year-old, you do what every other four-year-old, five-year-old, however you were when you learned to ride a bike, you put training wheels on your bike. And you put those training wheels on your bike and even then you're a little bit wobbly, but those training wheels keep you from falling over, over and over again. And then if you're like uh, my wife and I, uh, every single week you inch those training wheels up just a little bit. So much so that all of a sudden they go out and ride their bike one day and it's turning a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then all of a sudden it gets so high up that is literally not doing anything. And then when you go to have that conversation with your kids, you're like, all right, it's time to take the training wheels off. Like, there's gonna be a moment. They're like, no! It's like, you haven't been using them for three months, okay? (laughs) Many of us are like that, by the way. But there's this process in in learning muscle memory that starts a, a little smaller and incrementally gets larger. And I think for many of us, especially in our Christian life, if we look at it like the idea of muscle memory, we we skip the training wheels oftentimes. When we look at from where we are to where God is calling us to go, we're like, I mean, I really wanna get there. I'm just gonna jump over there. But the reality is, is that we're not equipped with the tools necessary to get us from here to there, we skip the first step. We skip faith and we jump on the bike. And what happens whenever you skip the first step of faith and you just jump on the bike trying to get from one end to the other? You fall over and over and over and over again. And you're like, I'm, I'm trying to get where God's calling me to go. I'm doing all the right things. Yeah, that's literally the problem. Like you've skipped the first step which is faith. We see this all throughout Scripture in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. For by grace, God's unmerited love, unmerited favor is unconditional love on your life. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. And it goes on to say even further, for this is nothing that you did It is a gift of God so that nobody can boast and say, like, look how far I've come in my faith journey. It's like, well, in reality, like, if you're saying that, then you really don't understand the first step, which is faith, which is nothing that you actually really did. It's a gift from God. So I wanna bring some good news to somebody today. If you're like, man, I'm really lost on this journey of faith. I really don't have a clue to get from where I am to where God is calling me to go. Guess what? This first step is on God. The first step is on God. Because the scripture says that it is a gift. And what do you have to do to receive a gift? Just like nod or say yes or like put your hand out. And that's what God wants to do for you tonight. God says, I have a, my grace. Uh, also in he- Hebrews, it says, Hebrews eleven six it says, Now without faith, it is impossible to please God. So for many of you that are thinking you're here in your faith journey, but you've skipped the first step, you're running an impossible race. It says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Now I want to talk about two different feelings, I want to talk about two different things that we feel. We either have faith or feelings whenever we move into this next step from where we are to where God is calling us to go. And I want to unpack this for just a second. Uh, If we're operating out of feelings to get from where we are to where God is calling us to go, then many of us have this response. Uh, I'm not enough, or I'm afraid, or I'm confused, or I'm frustrated. And that's us operating out of our feelings to get from here to there. But God is calling us to operate out of faith, operate out of faith. And this is Instead of saying, I'm not enough, say, he's given me everything that I've ever need to go from here to here. He's given me his grace, he's given me his Holy Spirit, he's given me his guidance, his wisdom, his direction. Instead of saying, I'm afraid, we have a different perspective on our life and we say, oh, actually, when I'm weak, he's strong. So like the weaker I become, the stronger he becomes in my life to get from here to there. We're no longer operating out of the feeling of being fearful and afraid, but recognizing his strength in our life. I'm confused is this feeling that we have from the enemy, but God is our giver of all wisdom and direction in our life. When we're operating on feelings, we'll say I'm frustrated, but Jesus is the one that gives us peace in our life and comfort and purpose. When you just start, start to have these feelings of, I'm afraid, I'm confused, I'm frustrated, I'm enough, I want you to write down this one question that I want you to ask yourself over and over and over again. Who told me that? You know, I, I wanna start my faith journey tonight. Like, I'm coming in here with a lot of questions. Tonight's the night where I, I think I'm gonna say yes to Jesus and start my journey of faith, and, but I just don't feel like I'm enough. Who told you that? You know, I really wanna step out in faith and I wanna make this decision to be a better parent, to be a better father, to be a better mom and, and I really feel like I know where God's called me to go but then I, I feel like like I'm, I can never get over the past and the decisions that I made for my kids and I, I'm just kind of, I just don't think that I could do that. Who told you that? You see, the enemy is the greatest liar of all time Scripture says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so if any chance that he can get to stumble you up or to speak a lie in your ear, he's going to do it. Why? Because he wants to bring destruction on your life. But God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He not only wants to give you hope and life, scripture actually says that he wants to give you abundant life, to give you freedom, like we sang about tonight, a hope of salvation. Who told you that? So questions, do you operate out of feelings or tonight are you gonna operate out of faith? Your first step is faith. Uh, your second is faithfulness. Your first step is faith. Your next steps is faithfulness. All right, everybody say faith. faith. Faithfulness. It says in uh, James 1, 4, it says, let endurance have its full effects so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So faith produces endurance and this process is to make you mature, complete, lacking in nothing in your life. I would say that many of us feel like there's some lacking things in our life. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4 says this, never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck Write them on the tablet of your heart, and then you will find favor and high regard with God. So if our first step is faith, so, which is already kind of scary, I think oftentimes we say like, faith, it's so easy. Just say yes, take the first step. But in reality, it, it sometimes is scary because like, it doesn't always feel like you're stepping on something that's like super solid all the time. I love whenever I talk to somebody who has made a decision to follow Christ and like a couple weeks later, they're like, man, like I'm, I'm tripping up. Like, like, my, like my head, it feels weird. Like I feel like something's going on in my spirit. Like my, I, that's not a spirit, they're like something on the inside, you know, like I'm tripping up big time. The first step is kind of sketchy. You get on it and you're like, I don't know what, this is, un, Natural for me, like this feels really weird. But the next steps after that, if I can encourage you, they're even harder. (laughs) So I'm here to encourage you today that the first step feels a little weird and it's hard, but the next one, is a little harder. And then then a little harder, and then look, it's shaking. It's And we get caught right there in our faith a lot of times. So I wanna talk to you about being caught in the middle. Caught in the middle. For, for many of us, I mean, for, I mean, for some of us here today, you've, you've said, okay, I, I'm gonna follow Jesus. Like I got the first step and then, and then it's a little shaky and then you go for that next step and you're like, this is about as uncomfortable as I'm willing to get. This is, this, this is about as much as I'm willing to give, about as much as I'm willing to serve. Like Everything after that is even more scary. And I think whenever we get caught in the middle right here, we have a tendency to do one of three things. We have a tendency to say, well, it was easier when I was there. So we get caught in the middle on our journey of faith from where we are to where God's calling us to go. The middle is sketchy, so we back up. And we say, ooh, this feels a little bit better right here. Okay. We either back, fall back, or we get caught in the middle, and it gets crazy, and we fall off. We either fall back, we fall off, or some of you are caught right here in the middle. You're like, if I don't move, maybe God will bless me and you freeze. Where are you at tonight? Caught in the middle. Are you falling back? Are you falling off? Or are you frozen solid? All three effects of being caught in the middle are all driven by fear. All three effects of getting caught in the middle and falling back, falling off, or freezing in your faith. And I, I don't have to convince anybody of, of where they are tonight. I think, I think based on what, we, what I just talked about, I think you already know where you are. I think we can be honest with ourselves enough to know where we are caught in the middle. And I think it's fear, unfortunately, that causes us to freeze. So we see two ways that we could potentially operate on our journey from where we are to where God is calling us to go. We could potentially operate out of fear or we could operate out of feelings. But hallelujah, there's a third option. We could operate out of faith. And when we say, you know what? I'm caught in the middle and I'm thinking that this next step is gonna be even scarier, but I'm gonna have faith to put my foot out and try one more step. I'm gonna have faith to go one more step in where God is calling me to go. One more step in loving my spouse more, loving my kids more. One more step in my generosity. One more step in walking across the room and sharing the gospel with one of my coworkers. I'm comfortable loving them. I'm not comfortable pointing them to Jesus. I'm comfortable loving them, pointing them to Jesus. Loving them, pointing them. Where are you at? Where are you at tonight? I love in James it says that faith produces endurance and endurance you have to pursue it for it to have its full effect on your life. And so for many of you, you think you're frozen but if you're staying where you are you're actually still moving backwards. Because God, where God is calling us to go requires movement, it requires faith. That's why all throughout scriptures you see that you're supposed to walk in the Spirit. You can't walk in the Spirit and stay standing at the same time. There, uh, I, wanna, I wanna give an illustration. Uh, can I get my, my volunteers to come help me tonight? Give it up for Andy and Jake. Andy in the house. Andy is a super good looking guy. Uh, he's a triathlete. He's a certified genius and my man is single, okay, in the house tonight. Give it up, oh, let's go! He's on his journey from here to there, okay, amen, let's go. Amen. All right, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. All right, so uh, super athletic. I mean, this guy, he runs triathlons, he's an Ironman. I mean, he is, all right, I want you to do something for me today. I want you to go from here to there. never done this before. <laughs> Out there. <laughs> He's never done this before. And uh, and, and kind of just like, just one, just, just yeah. one yeah, we'll foot both. in front of the other, okay. and just move, uh, just here. Okay. Y'all give it up for Andy. He's got this. We're for you, Andy. Hey, don't clap for that. Don't clap for that. That was, come on, Andy. Let's try it. Don't clap for that. Come on, Andy. I believe in you, like. Bro, you step out in faith, bro. Like, stay faithful. You got this. Just. All right, y'all can give it up for Andy. Come on. All right, come on. All right, Jake. Let's see. I'm I'm athletic too. Well, I mean, I mean, look. Obviously, this. All right. If you didn't understand what I was talking about, this is dripping. Okay. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's see if you can drip across this and go go. From one side to the other. It's actually, it's, it's just super, super easy. Dude, you did good, bro. You did good. All right, so, all right. I, I wanna help you understand something today. Uh, we're talking about uh, stepping out in faith. So you took a first step right there. It's your faith. Every step after that is faithful. Uh, and how, how many times have you done this? One, just a couple, okay. Couple all right, me, so me, yeah, what we typically do, uh, and, and with people that say yes like man I'm willing to take that step of faith we're like okay like, like, like go, go from here to there you got this good luck man do it y'all are gonna do awesome like just from here to there hold on hold on a second let me I forgot something where is that it's over here all right I, I just here I forgot your Bible all right go from here to there Bro, you got this. <laughs> oh, 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 my bad, my bad, dude. I, I forgot, I forgot. Uh, hold on, I forgot. Here, Andy, see if you can try. I forgot, okay. bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot, man. My bad. I, Dude, my bad. Here, oh, bro. okay, I got this. All right, these are everything okay. you need to grow okay. in your faith, okay? I got it, I got like, it. Like, you're gonna step out okay. in faith, okay, and then you're gonna be faithful. This has got your your Strong's Concordance, uh, Erickson Theology, Chronological Commentary, yeah. Bible Dictionary. I even gave him the Apologetics oh, Bible just because oh, 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 oh. along the journey, he's gonna need to be able to defend his faith, okay? Yeah, all got, right, so walk it. across, me, and you're good. You got this. And then, and then we're like, bro, you just need to pray more, okay? Right, like it, how many of you think that Andy's prayer life is all jacked up because he's not being faithful right mm. now? If you would pray more, if you would pray more and read the Bible more, I bet that you could get from here to there. Oh, all right. All right. I'm just gonna pray. Let's go, just pray. Close your eyes, close your eyes. Okay. You can't pray with your eyes open. (laughs) He was so close. Y'all give it up for Jake and Andy in the house tonight. I'm gonna bring him back up. I'm gonna bring him back up. All right, so... Is that not what we do? Is that not what we do? We say, oh man, that's awesome. Like, you're you're new in the faith, like you took your first step. Let me pile all of this stuff on your life for you to do so that you can get from where you are to where God is calling you to go. And we completely bypass the fact that the only way to get from where you are to where God is calling you to go is for God to make you mature in Him. Not do more, not read more, not pray. To be more mature in him, to let faith produce endurance so that it can have its full effect on your life so that you can be mature. So if we're talking about even muscle memory here, every time that he falls off, it's like it should be a trigger in his mind. Oh man, like I was going from where I am where God's calling me and I fell off faith, Like, it's a relationship with God. Not buy more books, not do better acts of service. But a 100%, it always goes back to a deeper and more intimate relationship and delighting in the presence of God. So, to take something off of your plate tonight, I know that many people that are here tonight, they're like, man, like, I really wanna know, like, the equation of, like, here to there because I really wanna be all God's calling me to do. be, do all God's called me to do. I wanna influence the world. Awesome, that's great. Then, then have a personal, intimate relationship with God and lean into faith. And as you lean into faith, continue to take steps of faithfulness. You know, there was somebody in the Bible, a disciple in the Bible who actually walked with God, walked with Jesus on this earth, and honestly, he, he was on a, a swaying bridge at one point in his life. And his name was Peter. We see in Matthew chapter 14, verses 27 to 32, I wanna read this text together to give you a full picture of what's going on here. Jesus was with them, and he tells them to go on this boat and cross the water. And then this is where we are. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them. Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Jesus is on the water. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come out to you on the water. And he said, Peter, Come. Peter's on the boat. Jesus is right here. If that's you, tell me to come. Come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught hold of him. And he said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You see what happened when the circumstances began to shift around him and he, he began to take his eyes off of the one that's keeping him above the water in the first place? You of little faith. When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those that were in the boat worshiped him and said, truly, you are the son of God. I wanna encourage somebody here today who is fixing your focus on the wrong purpose Fixing your focus on the wrong motive. Fixing your focus on the wrong direction. I wanna encourage you today, if you fix your focus on Jesus and a relationship with him, then no matter where you go from here to him, you're gonna be moving in the calling and the purpose that God has for your life. He took his eyes off of Jesus. James, let's go back to James, the first text that we read. James 1, verses six, he says, for the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That's the doubter, and that was Peter. And then the final thing that I wanna look at tonight, oh, before I move on, I wanna say this so that you understand what I mean by faithfulness. Um, faithfulness is not about uh, you living a perfect life. I want somebody to hear that tonight. Uh, faithful, uh, I wanna just tell you that none of you are perfect, one, uh, and I would say that uh, very few of you are perfect for more than an hour at a time. <laughs> I mean, like, like you're sinning right now. I don't know, some of you right now in the room. No, I'm just like, But that's the reality of this. I'm not saying that faithfulness to God is you living a perfect life every second of every day. Faithfulness, faithfulness does not equal perfection. Faithfulness equals obedience to God as he calls you to do what he's called you to do. That's all. So if he's calling calling me to take a step this way, yes, Jesus, like, my eyes are on you. Like, I'll walk that way. It's not perfection. Somebody, the perfection in this room needed to hear that. Let's you off the hook. All right, number three, fortitude. First step is faith. Second is faithfulness. And the third is fortitude. Definition of fortitude is this. Strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. Do you notice in the text in James, it doesn't say, if you experience various trials, like some of you will, some of you won't. That's not what the text says at all. The text says, whenever you experience various trials. And I think this is why maybe the Lord kept putting it on my heart, is the reality is every single one of us are going to experience a trial, just got out of a trial, or we're in the middle of a trial right now, and as we have the conversation of getting from where we are to where God is calling us to go, I don't wanna convince anybody that that journey is easy. If anything, I wanna tell you up front, expect overwhelming amounts of opposition to go from here to there. It's, It's gonna get harder. There's gonna be tons of opposition. Anybody, even Nehemiah, last week we were looking at Nehemiah, experienced incredible opposition. Right after uh, he went to the king, which you go back and listen to the sermon, Uh, right after he went to the king, like immediately after, there were two people that were disturbed about what he was doing. And you look a little bit further, they began to mock him and ridicule him. Like right out of the gate. He's like, man, I haven't even started this journey and there's already people and circumstances against me. But I wanna encourage somebody tonight with your fortitude to be surrounded and grounded. Surrounded and grounded. Even Nehemiah wasn't alone. He said, let us go together and build the bridge. Nehemiah was surrounded and he was grounded. I wanna uh, close with this and then I wanna close with the final passage. Can uh, Jake and Andy come back up? (laughs) Come on, guys. All right, so I wanna encourage you with something tonight. So, Andy was, you know, obviously new to his faith because, like, you know, he didn't make it very far, and that's okay. Uh, We've all been there, man. But what happens when somebody that is new on their journey, new, new in their walk, new in their faith? What happens when they start to try to go? But what happens when somebody steps in and just offers one hand? All right, watch. Let's try. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. All right, give me, give me your hand. He steps out in faith. Oh, hold on. All right, one more step. Okay, hey. How you feel? I feel good. All right. Are you like really confident right now? Yeah. Man, it's so different from last time. Mm. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Wait let's try one more step. Yeah. Damn, I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm barely holding on right now. Well, let's try again. One more step. Hold on, hold on. let's get caught in the middle. But he's not gonna get caught in the middle, why? Hey, I'm not gonna let you stay where you are. I know where you've told me where you wanna go, and it's not right here. God has bigger things for your life, a bigger plan for your life. I'm not gonna let you get stuck. Come on, Andy, take one more step. Come on, hey, go back. Take another step, let's go. Hey, you're gonna fall back? I ain't gonna let you fall, let's keep going, baby. Hey, give it up for Annie making it to the other side. Come on. All right, Andy, I need you. Come over here. What does the scripture say about Peter when he began to sink in the water? What did Jesus do? Extended a hand. Uh, What does the Bible say when you're isolated and alone? You're You're in danger. But But when there's two, the scripture says that you're stronger. But the scripture also says when there's three, you can't be unbroken. So come on, come on Andy, get back up there. Come on Jake, let's, let's help him across. Eh? Wait, Jake's new, but he's still lending a helping hand on this man's journey. I'm a little bit further down the road, but I'm lending a hand, and, and then we walking across, and then, hold on, but, hold on, fall, completely fall. Fall, just either way, fall either way. We ain't gonna let you fall, homie. You staying on the on the path that God's called you to walk. You you gonna try to fall? Hold on, wait a second. One more, one more step. I need uh, I need Adam, Raven. Come on, uh, come on, Keegan, Carson. I need y'all to help me out with something. This is this is all right. I need you you to get behind me. I need y'all to get behind Jake on the other side, Jake. This is another. I want I want to point something out to you tonight. This is not a crew week. So, so I'm, 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 I can't pitch crews totally right. Ne- the next weekend is crewy, but this is what happens when you get a crew around you. Okay, all right, Adam, this is what I want you. To, Raven, come around. All right, here, Adam, I want you to go over there. You're not a good person. Okay, all right, Carson, you're also not a good person. Okay, these are these are the people. All right, get around. It. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna protect them. All right. Adam, I want you to try to get it. And Andy. I want you to try to get it. Andy, okay? Come on. Hey, Andy, keep walking, baby. Keep walking. Ain't, ain't nobody getting Andy. Ain't nobody gonna get Andy today. Give it up. Give it up for him today. Adam, you're a good person, okay? I love you. I trust you. I believe in you. You see, Jesus even Jesus lived his life in community. He had disciples around him. He had the people that he put close to him. <laughs> Even Jesus put people around him that could, that could take him from birth, to the cross, to the grave. Even Jesus had people that took him from where he was to where God was calling him to go. And I feel like for many of us, when we say the word fortitude, we immediately look inward. And, and we think to ourselves like, okay, fortitude, like, oh, like, like strength within myself. But I wanna, I wanna encourage somebody here today, when you think of the word fortitude, I actually want you to think about the people that you put around you as well. Because it's gonna get hard. There's gonna be an overwhelming amount of opposition especially the further you go on your faith journey. But I'm gonna tell you, when you got the right people around you, that the days that you fall, they're not the people that are around you that are gonna make you feel guilty for falling off. They're gonna be the people that are gonna be like, hey, I fell there too. But guess what? I got the muscle memory now. I I put my faith, I had people around me to take the next step. I've been there before. And I took the next step and so can you. And I wanna leave you with these these three action steps for you tonight to process. Number one, take your first step. If you're here tonight and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, I wanna encourage you tonight, take your first step. We're not gonna let you do it alone. We have uh, small groups that meet all over the city. We wanna walk the journey with you. If you put a check on the bus uh, in the car that you made a decision to follow Jesus, we're gonna meet with you. We're gonna hear your story. We wanna come alongside you. We have a year Bible reading plan with the men and with the women. We're gonna come around you. And we're gonna hold each other accountable to be in the word together and to lean into a relationship with God together. But God loves you so much and, and I wanna invite you tonight. Say yes to Jesus tonight. And then if you're here and you've said yes to Jesus, but if you're being honest, you say, I haven't been faithful to keep taking steps that I've either fallen back, I've fallen off, or I'm frozen. I wanna encourage you tonight, take that next step that feels uncomfortable, that feels scary, that feels like you can't actually do this on your own. That's the perfect, perfect moment where you're gonna find God's favor begin to fall on your life. Favor doesn't follow the fortunate. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and then God just showed his approval and his anointing over my life. No, no, no. Favor follows the faithful when you start to say, yeah, God, I'm gonna step out again, I'm gonna step out again. Last, keep taking your next steps against all opposition. If you wanna become mature and allow faith to have endurance, to have its full effect on your life, which I believe that if you're here today, you're leaning into what that means and you wanna be mature in your faith, then even when opposition comes and you begin to question everything, when the enemy is speaking lies and doubt in your mind, they say, you know what, I'm gonna afford fortitude. to. I'm gonna put the right people around me and I'm gonna keep taking steps. It may not look wildly transformational overnight, but I can promise you, if you keep taking steps, You're gonna look back in a year, and you're gonna be like, whoo, I'm glad I'm not where I was a year ago. I'm glad I'm not where I was five years ago. I kept taking steps. I kept pushing through. And God will honor that. If you guys stand to your feet, we're gonna close in this one final song. As I like to say, this is a song of response. So sing if you want. Uh, But even more importantly than that, I encourage you to pray to God. This is a conversation and a song of response. It doesn't have to be pretty, it just has to be real. God, we love you so much and we're thankful for your word, the truth of it and how it can uh, change and transform our lives. God, we pray that right now you would speak to somebody right where they are today. And if somebody here needs to make a a decision to take that first step, Father, I pray that tonight would be the night that they would say yes to to you. That they would turn from walking in their way and they would turn to walk in your way, Father, and put all of their trust in you tonight. If, If anybody here feels stuck, God, I pray that you would unstick them right now that they would step out in faith to take that next step to say, I want to be, want to be found faithful. God, what is that next step? God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.